OGT podcast. Uh, we got our boy Chase here today. Um, preacher man up in here, you know what I'm saying? Preacher. That's right. But uh, we just want to have him on. He's got a cool story, and uh, we're going to get into it. The first thing we want to ask you is, the question that we ask everyone that comes on this podcast, mm -hmm. what is something that someone has told you, a quote, whatever it may be, what is something that has changed your life? The number one thing that someone has told me that changed my life would definitely have to be let God in. Uh, as you mentioned a, minute, a second ago, uh, I am a preacher. Uh, about seven months ago, I officially went forward and answered the call to preach. Uh, but I had been dealing with it for a lot longer than that. Um, ever since I was a young kid, 11, 12 years old, I was doing some like Sunday school classes and things like that. But I never let God dictate my life like he should have been. Mm. Or dictate's not, right, not the right word. I never let him tell me how I needed to live my life. Uh, after about, when I got to the age of about 13, I got to, I got kind of focused on being too cool rather than, um, you know, focusing on what God wanted for me. And I, I kind of stepped away from it. I didn't really want to do anything, you know, like, like preaching wise or Sunday school class. But like one Sunday, my, my pastor, he just kind of came up to me and he was like, I feel like God has more for you. Ooh. And Dang. ever since that point, I was like, it kind of got me thinking, like, what is he talking about? And like the next week or the next, even the next service, like maybe it might have been on a Sunday morning that night. He's like, I want you to do a Sunday night service. And I said, all right, let's do it. Well, I did that service and, and I loved every second of it. I, I wrote my first sermon and I, I loved every second of it. But that's not really where my life changed. Where my life changed were that was the following weeks that kind of came after that. Whenever I was thinking about if I really wanted to be a preacher or not. And where that let God in came from was I was kind of being counseled by my pastor about dealing with if I was called to preach. And he said... I can't tell you if you're if you're going to be called a preacher or not, and I can't tell you how to live your life. But if you let God in, then you can. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, my life changed. I I started asking, what does God want for me, rather than what do I want for myself? Mm -hmm. And ever since that point, I, I stopped. I stopped doing all the things that I wasn't supposed to do. I started getting right with the Lord, and eventually, it led me down a road of of doing His ministry and. Now I plan on to go on to Bible college here in the next two or three years because I am a junior in high school still. And <laughs> you wouldn't think it though, man. A preacher man. Uh, I'm still a junior in high school, but in the next two or three years, I plan on going to Bible college and you know, living my life to glorify Him instead of myself. Mm -hmm. oh, so awesome. really, really, the main the main thing that speaks to me that changed my life was to let God in. Mm -hmm. That's big, dude, and that's that is really huge. And I, I love what you're doing, bro. I remember. Me being ha back in high school, if you were to call, tell me to call preach, right. that's not for me, dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's big step, especially being in the shoes you're in right now, mm -hmm. uh, to make that leap of faith. But um, Dalton was on here a second ago, mm -hmm. and uh, I asked him a question and kind of tangent to the fact, like, when did you stop running? What was your Jonah moment? When did God say, you know what, I'm done, man. Like, this is for you. What the position were you in to get there? Really... The, the moment that I stopped running was whenever um, I realized that I was called to preach. Like, when I heard that, let God in, it was within, like, I mean, it was it was around that exact same time that I said I was going to get serious with God. 
because what I wanted to do was I wanted to wait till after college, you know, and be an engineer or something like that and make a bunch of money or something. And I was focused on money and, and, and girls and money. things like that. And I really was mainly focused on partying all through college and then getting, getting serious about God after. But then I realized that that's not really what God had planned for me. Right. And that's not what I needed to do with my life. Right. And, and I want to say when yeah. it comes to partying, I, I want to say this because yeah. I think that so many people our age, especially, and I would fit you in our age description. Yeah. He's 17, three, yeah. two or three years younger than mm -hmm. us. But still, I mean, we're still in the same generation. Right. There's so many people that they think, OK, I'm going to get serious after college because college is when you're supposed to have fun. Mm -hmm. Dalton was on here on our last episode and Dalton said something that stuck out to me. He said, make your own assumptions. Think your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. If right. God gives you something, right. go to God with it and allow right. him to be your, uh, what's the word, your confirmation. Right. And I think that mm -hmm. so many people, they live with that mindset. They think, okay, this is what everyone tells me. Everyone right. says, college is for partying, college is for this, college is for that. I just want to ask you if that's ever been your mindset, not not you, I mean in general, like anyone listening, mm -hmm. if that's been your mindset before, whenever you've gone and done it, have you ever moved forward after that? Mm -hmm. And that's always kind of been my mindset. It's like, I don't think if it's not going to move me forward, I just don't see the point in it. Right. There's a difference between having fellowship and just numbing yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right, dude. Tom, like, we talked about this before, like... People say time heals, man. Mm -hmm. Time numbs it. Mm. Time man, numbs only me. God can heal it, man. Right. And you're talking about doing things to be successful, about being an engineer. And we always quote, I don't want to be successful mm -hmm. in things that do not matter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's so big to me. And uh, me and Not saying being an engineer doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. He's just saying that like, if your sole goal in life is to get money, mm -hmm. then you're going to look back that and you're going to be like, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I never did anything for anyone but myself. Exactly. Because you can be a Christian, being a Christian doesn't mean you're a missionary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of, in a way it does, but it doesn't mean that's your job yeah. to be a missionary. It means to live with your cross daily, pick yeah. it up daily, right? right. Your life right. is your mission field, like exactly. wherever you're at. It doesn't matter if you're an engineer, if you're a preacher, if you're a coach, mm -hmm. if you're uh, an evangelist, or if you are a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, whatever platform God has given you, you can right. use it. Exactly. Like there is something in your life that you are going to be able to use for his glorification and not yours. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's big. Now, Chase, I want to get into the nitty-gritty, man. Mm -hmm. We like we, we keep it real, man. That's right. And, keep it uh, real. So everybody knows, hear, everybody knows. I want to hear the testimony, man. I want to hear it through. Well, ever, ever since I was, um, like I mentioned earlier, I was like doing like Sunday school classes and stuff like that. I was, I was, I kind of wanted to be a preacher, mm -hmm. but as I became older, I was like, I'm too cool for this. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, I I got, I mean, it's so, I can do so many more fun things than sit around and read a Bible or do things like that to grow my faith. And I got caught up in partying. I mean, I, I would drink and, and even got into smoking a little bit. And I would, I would catch myself doing things that I knew were wrong. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this earlier. We were saying, were you doing it to please your parents or were you doing it to please God? Please, Stopping let's talk about things. that. Please, let's talk yes. about that. Like, I, I, I'd realized that Please. all of my life I was doing things and I was not, or I should have said, I was not doing things. I was not, I was not lying. I was not smoking. I was not drinking to please my parents. So when I got older and got to a point where I was like, I don't really care what my parents say, I gave in. Mm -hmm. 
It's like they're listening right now. Exactly. <laughs> and no, and I, I gave in to <clears throat> to drinking and smoking and doing things that I wasn't supposed to do because I was trying to please them instead of right. trying to please God. Mm-hmm. And and the ultimate goal is pleasing God. And I, and I, what it took me to realize was is I had to realize that my main goal was not to please my parents. My parents parents are very important in your life and they're very important. They, they push you along and they help you along the ways in many cases. But we've got to understand that you need to not do these things and not sin and be a, a Bible-bearing person because it pleases God mm. and not people around you. Preacher, you you see, you don't need to be this self-righteous Christian like, oh my gosh, I'm so good. Oh, look at all. No, you don't need to tell all the things that you do right. You don't, because the only person that matters knowing it is God. Your main goal in life should be to please Him mm-hmm. rather than yourself. And I'm going to tell you, because what he Hudson asked me before mm-hmm. we got on here, a question that I've never honestly thought about until I saw, there's a guy named Henrik. He does Christian music. He's kind of like, you, have you heard yeah, him? He looks like me. Yeah, yeah, he looks just like him. He literally, Redhead, yeah. his, his, uh, his rapper name is Redhead Rap. Right. Anyways, <laughs> I never thought about that mm-hmm. until he talked about it. Because right. him and I have mm-hmm. the exact same testimony. Uh, Henrik hold whatever you say his name is he's never drank and he's never smoked I have never drank alcohol and I have never smoked weed I have right. never smoked anything in my life right. but he just asked me a question that made me think about it I did not do those things mm-hmm. because I wanted to please God mm-hmm. and honestly I did not want to do those things because of my parents I wanted to do it because it made me feel more righteous than other right. people it made me look at myself and be like I'm a better Christian than other people but behind the scenes, I was messing up mm-hmm. like bad. Like I was, I was watching porn. I was, I was, yeah, I was hiding in sin and I was doing right. all these things mm-hmm. and it made me realize like, oh my gosh, like I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I need Jesus every day. Exactly. I'm not better than other people just because I don't drink or smoke. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I'm worse because I'm doing it behind the scenes. I'm being a fake Christian. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, okay, there is something wrong, but mm-hmm. if, you, if you have an addiction, like, that's that's one thing, okay? If you're addicted to something behind the scenes, and I'm talking about, this was like my, my junior year. Mm-hmm. My junior year is when I, like, it was really bad. Right. And then I reached out to people. I reached out to Carson Douglas. He was also struggling with pornography, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think he would care if I said that, but... <laughs> Sorry, Carson. <laughs> but, but but no, we reached out to each other. We became accountability partners, and he also was dealing with the same thing. He was like, yo, I'm a self-righteous Christian. Right. Whoa, hold on. I got to pause, and I got to time right. out, and I got to say, oh, my gosh, like, this is, this is bad, man. Right. But so like you were saying, once my goal stopped be, uh, being glorifying myself mm-hmm. or glorifying my right. parents— and I was like, God, I want to do this for you. Exactly. That's whenever mm-hmm. my life changed because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done with looking the part. I want to be the part. Exactly. You know, Paul says, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it may be Galatians, I'm not sure, but am I living to please the will of man or the will of God? Right. And uh, we have to look at that, man. Like mm-hmm. all, a lot of my story goes from just trying to be the Christian that is not really deeply rooted in it, mm-hmm. but everybody sees that, right? Right. Just the, just the image. Mm-hmm. And uh, that came from my parents wanting to yeah. think that, oh, look at my son, he's doing great, and this and that. 
I'm living. I'm living for that Facebook post. You know. What I'm saying? Oh my gosh! Yes, bro. Yes. <laughs> preach, but, preacher. But uh, the real goal is, who am I really trying to please here? And that's right. why we. That's why we're out here right now. And uh, I think that's real chase. Yeah. Bro, people deserve to know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad's a preacher. Mm -hmm. His dad's a preacher. He's a preacher. He's a preacher. He is a preacher. Yeah. And it's like. We slip up, we mess up, exactly. and ultimately, we are not looking to each other, and we are not looking yes. to people, we are yeah. looking to God, because we were made in the image of God, right. we are we are made to need God, mm -hmm. we are made to look to God, and there's also, time out, there's nothing wrong with looking to brothers yeah. to help you, mm -hmm. because they're looking to God, right. you want to look to people for help that are looking to God, right. All right. and nothing done in the dark won't come to the light, exactly, uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta keep that in mind because, mm -hmm. like you said, Caleb, you're doing stuff behind closed doors, but who's really seeing that? Yeah. Right, the only person that matters. I mean, dude, exactly. my junior year in high school, like when I was his age, mm -hmm. that was the most insecure I've ever been in my life right. because I was like, I I played the part, mm -hmm. I looked like, looked and th this is the thing that tell me if i'm wrong chase in the church today this is the things we need to talk about yes these are the things that people right. need to be open yes. about guys do you ever think i in my life would have looked at a camera and said yo i was addicted to exactly. pornography but exactly. you know what at this point in my life i'm realizing that what matters most in my life is bringing other people to jesus mm -hmm. and if me as embarrassing as that is and it sounds yes. like bring somebody to jesus yeah. that's heavenly things that's oh, what matters God. most like, like you were saying, like, about the church, like, I, well, the one thing that I have noticed, I mean, I mean, I've been in the back, like, the back scenes of it, um, like, I became, like, I'm realizing, like, like, too many times people, they don't want to admit that they have something wrong. We cannot conquer what we do not confront. Exactly. They, they don't want to, they don't want to admit because, like, in, in my church, my mother was my Sunday school teacher. So... I didn't want to admit the things that I was doing. I didn't want to talk about those things because it would be a confession to my own mother. But, but the thing about it is, if you want to fix something mm -hmm. and if you want to make it better, you have to lay it all, you have to give it all to God. You have to confess your sins. Mm -hmm. You have to be completely open about it. You can't hide things from God. He already knows. Oh, no, he already knows. <laughs> but what matters is having the strength and having the faith to be able to be like, all right, God, I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm wrong. But teach me and show me how to fix it. And one thing that I had to realize was that, yeah, all these things were going wrong in my life. And as you're talking about his junior year, he got caught up in porn, he got caught up in sexual sin, all that stuff. But one thing that we've got to realize is that it's okay. Yes, it's like it's, you're not an awful person. Yes, you have to realize that your past cannot, you can't let your past dictate your future. You can live a past that... Well. You can live a past that, that is so unpleasing to God that you think that you deserve hell and that you don't deserve anything but it. But what you've got to understand is that there is a thing called the grace of God that covers your sin Amen. by justification Amen. and by justification through faith that that forgives you of those sins that you've, that you've done. Mm -hmm. You've got to realize that your past cannot... Determine your, future. determine your future and dictate it. You've got Gosh. to move forward. I love to. this dude. I love this dude. 17 years old. Go listen to him preach, man. We'll, we'll leave the link. But yes, man, I love what you're saying because like there's a quote. It says, um, 
secret sin is just as bad as public sin. Okay. And because this is the thing, we are meant to be in relationship with God. Yeah. We are meant to pray, mm -hmm. dive into his word. Just because you go behind the scenes and you do something that, like, take for example, you said you're drinking and smoking. Mm -hmm. If you go to a party and you drink or smoke, and even if you're only with, like with like five people, and you think, okay, I can do this because it's not going to ruin my image. Mm -hmm. That's just as bad yeah. because it's ruining your image of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's ruining your own confidence in God. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Your confidence in God. I mean, I, I couldn't have said that better myself. That was that was good. No, <laughs> I love hearing these guys go in. I've just been sitting back, I'm sorry, taking it all in. I've always, I always do this. I'm sorry, you're good, bro. But what I, what they're getting at is, guys, get out there. Don't, don't think that you're in it alone. That's a big, right. that's a big key point to think that, man. Just because I'm doing this by myself, I only have to struggle with it. Mm -hmm. I only, I have to go through this. I don't need to bring anybody else into my mm -hmm. problems. No, that's what, that's what we're called that's what to communities do. Communities for, man. That's what brothers and sisters in Christ are for. To come say, hey. I'm struggling with this. I can't tell you how many times I've said, dude, I'm struggling right now. Same here. I'm about to give in to some sin, and I need to, I just need to talk this out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's big. Just have those people to look forward, look look towards and call on. Mm -hmm. And uh, the biggest one calls God. And, uh, right. like, all sin is the same in God's eyes, right? Right. You're, he's not doing wrong more wrong than you, right? So don't think, put yourself in a self-righteous position. Also... Like, if you feel like you can't talk to people, please let's talk about that. If you feel like you can't talk to anyone, not j like just because you go to somebody, like say I go to a friend and I say, yo, I'm addicted to this, I have this problem, mm -hmm. and they run you off, right. and they they don't want to be a part of that, oh, I don't want to be a part of that, that doesn't mean everyone is like that. Because I think that we just go through these times where like, you know, maybe someone had a bad experience with a church. Church hurt is real. Church hurt is very real, and just because you've been hurt by a church doesn't mean you've been hurt by God. Right. And I just want to encourage you, like, if you do have a problem, whatever it is, don't be afraid to speak up and to say something. No, people are gonna people are gonna do you wrong, um, even if you that's the last person you think. If they're not rooted in Christ, it will happen, mm -hmm. and that's the only thing we can really look forward to that's significant and has power in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, guys, reach out there, find find your church home, um, find your group. Yeah, I struggled for a long time when I went to my first semester at Ole Miss. I was just kind of stuck in a position where I was like, well, I can either drink mm -hmm. with a bunch of people or stay at my house. We talked about that a lot. And I, like, I dealt with the same thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm in this lonely position to where I've never thought I'd be in. But, like, I always thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm that guy. You know, so <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not. Look at I'm me not, being that guy, that TikTok. <laughs> I'm not a lonely person. But, guys, I was down, I was down in it. I was, yeah, I was lonely. Better. Uh, it was just myself, but the closest I ever been was when I had nothing but God, mm -hmm. and uh, that's when that's when power came over me and true peace. I've never felt more comfortable being by myself. Mm -hmm. Like we run and we run and we run, but when it was with just me and Him, that's where peace came in. Right. So don't think you have to lead this bold lifestyle to please God, man. Just me sitting in my house, staying connected with Him for mm -hmm. that little time period, and testing my faith, seeing where like. If I if all I got's him, am I okay with it? Mm -hmm. That's made me a better person to who I am today, and made me want to go forward in that. And now he's it's blessings are just coming on. Right now that I've waited through, I found groups of people, found you guys, found mm -hmm. this and that. That's just that's from him, guys. Mm -hmm. And look for that. And waiting like waiting seasons 
are not bad. Like so many people knock waiting seasons. They're like, I'm waiting for this money or I'm waiting for this dream or like whatever it is. In Sadie Robertson's book, uh, Live, she says, don't waste the, excuse me. She says, don't waste the waiting. Mm -hmm. That's such a big thing. If you're in a waiting season and you have two choices, and I dealt with this literally all semester at A-State. I, I literally dealt with this all semester. You know what I've been working on. And I've been working on something behind the scenes by myself, like with other people, of course. But it's that choice. Do I stay home and do I get my relationship with God? And do I dive into these things I'm doing? Or do I go out and party? I got invited to party like a million times. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, I'm not like goody two-shoeing myself. Like, oh, I didn't do it. But in the moments where I stayed and I invested in God and I got closer in my relationship with him, that's built me up for the moments where I'm about to get to glorify him and go mm -hmm. in the mission field. And mm -hmm. like, man, there's nothing wrong with just staying inside and reading your Bible. <laughs> hey, but another thing that your goals aren't going to come to you. Um, the waiting period can be a time to reflect and stuff, but at mm -hmm. the same time, you got to be looking to move. No, yes. growth, no growth in the comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's big. So just keep keep pursuing that and keep finding who you are. Find mm -hmm. out who you are and then attack. Yes, I found it and I'm attacking right now. Right, that's what I'm talking about. And Chase, man, I want you to keep talking, Chase. This guy, this guy is about to do some big things. I can see. I'm it telling now. you, man. So what's your plans after this, man? Uh, after I graduate high school, I plan on you know probably gonna go to Bible. I I don't know. I'm thinking about either going to Bible college right out of high school, or I'm gonna wait and go like get a degree in business. Are you thinking about playing college football? Probably not. Um, really, that really depends on the opportunities I get. Uh, I got, He's a stud. If I didn't know, he's the quarterback at Southside. Well, I, I got I hurt this year, so I don't know. Looking at a junior that didn't even play, it's probably probably not very big on the D1 scale. But with God, all things are possible. all things are possible. That's true, and I'm sure I'm gonna let his his um, path show me the way. I'm gonna be praying about it. And I'm um, just talking to him about what he wants me to do. Um, you know, I, one thing I had to realize uh, as I became called to preach and as I became, you know, closer to him, was I had to realize that I wasn't going to be able to uh, understand his his path for me and understand what his word was saying in one night. Like oh, it, yeah. God, God's plan for you is an absolute process. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to understand where your next... Ten years are gonna be until the moment that they have. Dude, be you understand that now. It took me till right. I was twenty years old to understand right. that. Right. Oh my god. You just got. You, you you've just got to realize that things aren't gonna just automatically be the way that you want them to be. Mm -hmm. But I promise you, if you listen to what he says and listen to what he is telling you to do, it's gonna be one hundred percent what he wants. And I promise you that you're going to be so much happier. I In the last seven months that I've just turned my life over to God and said, God, I don't know what you want me to do, but show me what to do. Use me. Use me. Mm -hmm. Had been the best best times in my life. I, I can't even describe. I, I wish I could tell how much of a monumental change that it was. Mm -hmm. Words don't even describe it. I'm, I'm happier, I'm no, mainly because I'm closer with God. But also because I'm closer to my friends now. I'm not letting sins get in the way of me being like, well, you don't need to be doing this, mm -hmm. but look what I'm doing. You know, and in Matthew 7, it talks about like having the sawdust in your eye, but or, ha or pointing at the sawdust in someone else's eye, but then you have a plank in your own eye. Right. Well, one thing I, I ruined relationships with other people was I was like, I was like, look what you're doing. And then behind the scenes, like he was talking about, yeah, I was doing all, I was you. doing yes. double as what they were, and and I had to realize 
that if I was going to go on with my with being a pastor and do things like that, that I had to change. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be preaching on Sunday and telling the truth and then lying uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So and that's what this this has helped us out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. Keep, keeping us accountable. <laughs> yes. Right. And like, right. I gotta live. I gotta show God's love in everything I do. Or who am I to say what God's love is? Right. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, I like what you said. The plank in your eye, the sawdust in his. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma always says, when you're pointing at somebody, mm-hmm. there's three fingers pointing right back at you. Exactly. Dude. Pastor Craig Greshel said, uh, "We change people not by judging them, mm-hmm. but by loving them." Exactly. We all just gave three fire quotes. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's good stuff. But uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. Chase, man, an Great absolute here. dog. Great I'm telling here. you, man. I love this dude. I love this. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to ask you real quick, though. Is it not so much? more fulfilling like say say you go out and be around people i think a lot of people live with the goal if i'm around people i'm doing something right and it's like if you go around the wrong people Mm -hmm. you can just go down the wrong path right michael jordan said that with fundamentals in basketball a lot of people get really good at doing the wrong thing Mm And I think that the same thing applies with Christianity. And it's like, is it not yes. more, so much more fulfilling? Although you're 17 years old, you're in high school, you're at the right. peak of your life. Is right. it not so much more fulfilling to be around less people oh, yes. and do the right thing and, you know, be in God's will rather than just partying? Right. It is made my, I, I'm, my life just means so much more. Like we were talking about money earlier, just being rich in spirit and rich mm-hmm. in mercy is it, it, so much more fulfilling and so much better than being rich in money or being rich in those worldly things because there's so much of these worldly things that that fix things right then that make you feel happy right then but when you wake up the next day and you're hung over you wake up the next day and you look at all the stuff that i did it's just it, it's crazy how different a a life that's in the center of god's will rather than the center of your own is Mm-hmm. And one thing that, that we have got to realize is that we've just got to take our life and let God into it. Right. Uh, my dad always says, a man that knows his purpose. is a dangerous man. He's a dangerous Yeah, man. I'm telling uh, you. And dangerous. one more thing I want to say mm-hmm. about when you talk about hearing from God. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham mm-hmm. preached a sermon mm-hmm. about um, your conscience. Right. Okay? Because... That's a very controversial thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and I, I love, that's why that guy told you, I don't know, you said your youth pastor? Who no, was he's it? no pastor. Your pastor. Yeah. I love that your pastor said, I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. Because this is, when it comes to hearing from God, and mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe people feel differently. Right. A lot of people believe there is no audible, like, mm-hmm. thunder, lightning, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You follow your convictions, mm-hmm. and God convicts your heart. Yeah. And he says, right. and he whispers at you, hey, move here. Mm-hmm. Hey, do this. Mm-hmm. And the more you listen, and the more you dive into his word, and the more you pray, the easier it gets. I am not an expert on hearing from God, mm-hmm. by no means. Mm-hmm. But I do know that I feel more clarity and more confirmation by my decisions when I pray and feel peace about them. So that's what, that's what he's talking about when he felt the call to preach. How much peace have you felt since then? so much and when you're in the will of god and you're seeking it you're gonna feel peace when it's like yo i think this is what god wants me to do mm-hmm. and there's never this like 100 percent crystal clear answer but there is peace from god which passes all understanding mm-hmm. it's good stuff man well we loved having you on bro i loved every second of and uh we'll see y'all soon y'all keep it real keep it on god's time be safe <laughs> <laughs> uh oh my gosh chase